0: yeah yeah sometimes we just gotta just enjoy life and see where it all goes Makes sense. life is art life is art what, will, is you art. what will you put on your canvas on your canvas
1: As soon as leaders commit to building a caring culture, they need to send a strong direct message about their intent. Employees should be able to feel the difference immediately and they should be able to look to their leaders for examples of the kind of care, concern, and one-on-one interaction with customers that will be expected of them. John Pepper, the CEO of Beloco, a Boston-based burrito chain, has done this brilliantly. By the way, I'm going off the script. This is one of my favorite examples. Please pay attention, get zoned in. Pay attention, pay attention. Internally, he and his co-founders have made it clear that the welfare and future of Biloco's employees are paramount, from providing health care to all full-time and most hourly employees to offering English and Spanish classes to all staff in an effort to improve in-house communication and allow non-English speaking workers to rise to roles of greater responsibility. His employees can also look at him as a role model. His engagements on social media offer plenty of examples of the kind of personal, caring interactions he expects them to engage in with customers. For example, by searching Twitter for the word Baloco, he caught someone sitting right outside the store located on the Boston Commons, complaining the music was set too loud. He alerted the manager, who immediately lowered the volume, and then came out to make sure the music level was set to the customer's satisfaction. What followed next should prove the impact of the thank you economy. The happy customer sent out a new tweet praising Beloco for its customer service. Many of her followers started twittering about what had just happened. She then wrote an entire blog post about her experience, which you can read about in her post, Music, Burritos, and the Impact of a Tweet. On her blog, Rachel Levy, Social Media and Marketing.
0: Yeah, this is... The Thank You Economy, and I ended up being right about one thing. This was my husband's favorite chapter, (laughs) Um, and really drove me to kind of, I continued reading, and then I stopped and was like, you know, we would both enjoy this book, actually, because, um, not because we're in a business at all, but because we... Have over the years, um, like it seems like since we first got together, I don't know why this is, but we've really like just any time we would do, you know, be a customer or do any kind of business, you know, buy something, eat somewhere, experience, you know, a place, we would always analyze their services. And when we would get good service, we just felt so like good, like the world was in a right place, you know, and when we would get bad service, we would feel a little bit like what's going on here. Um, Not just about ourselves, but just like, you know, hating that everybody is getting treated bad and then loving when everybody's getting treated good um and recommending highly different places and stuff. And so the reason really that I chose to read this book out of the books that he has written Is we just, that's that's one passion we have is how businesses are, um, how services are, and things like that. Um, And this actually was written in 2011, so it's a little bit old, but I still think it applies. Um, There are still, believe it or not, businesses who just won't use social media. um, Or who won't get, you know, do certain things um, that are even more modern today than they were. Um, and, and stuff like that, but there are also some excellent businesses we found too. And, um, it goes over kind of the history, um, from the eighties and up until like how advertising was done, how billboards work and how they're done. And uh, it's just amazing how much billboards are and, Um, it kind of surprises me how much people would put into them and things like that. And now with social media, it's gotten, obviously, the budget's gotten better and cheaper for companies and things like that. Um, yeah, it's just this, uh, book is pretty cool because it gets into Gary Vee's history too and tells some really cool stories of how, um... He was able to come through for his own customers, maybe, you know, go to their house and apologize. I mean, that stuff is just really, like, underrated, quote-unquote. <laughs> like, it's, it really is. Like, how people just don't, um, they don't think it's important enough to do things like that. Um, and it really is. It matters a lot. It really, it matters a lot. And the experience itself matters a lot. And it was just a refreshing read overall because... You know, it, um, the story, you know, my husband's worked in, you know, a little bit of vending and he's worked in sales and things. So that, that alone reminded me of that. And, you know, kind of coming together when we got together, it, you know, I got a lot more into food and restaurants and stuff. Um, cause he cooks and that's like his, uh, main passion. It's one of his passions. I, I wouldn't say his only one, but you know, and so like the Biloco story, there's um, it goes even further into a really nice email that he wrote. And um, again, that's one of my favorite parts of the book. But he um, how he wrote, you know, an email back to somebody very thoughtfully and um, how businesses, you know, it kind of reminds me in reading this book, how people how companies are people and um, <clears throat> how they have emotions and how they have. They, they make decisions every day, how they have responsibilities. Um, it also makes me stop and think and appreciate, you know, m- that maybe some things might be unrealistic, but how does a company respond to that? So, like, if a pizza order has been done wrong and maybe they missed something, do they apologize? Do they give you a little something for it? Is it too much to ask for to expect, like, the whole thing free or can they just fix the issue? Um, it's just a lot to this book that really, um, makes people think. And again, it is from 2011. It almost feels, it it, it almost feels like the decade hasn't happened yet, though, when I, when I would open and read the book. And this is from Audible. The link will be in the description below. Hearing his voice read it is just, to me, any author that reads their own book, um, really means what they say. And really, is you know they they really they didn't just write it, you know they they they're losing a lot of time by doing that. so when 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 he's reading his own book, it really I love how he goes off script a lot because he updates and corrects any mistakes or anything that he says that's maybe changed um, or any of that. It's just a really good read if you're into. Even if you're just into this kind of thing, if you like, if you pay more attention than you realize about customer experiences, being a customer yourself. That's kind of why I just thought it was a good, um, plus when I first heard about it, to be honest with you, he said for some reason that it would be the best first book to read even though Crush It might have been more popular or um, it may not have been the most sought after or whatever he something to that effect he had said but I'm like cool I kind of like things that are not um that are underrated because a lot of times people underrate things and you know just the importance I think of just you know remembering that companies are human and customers are human I think this can kind of be applied this whole way of life of you know he talks about how the older generations knew each other their families everybody knew each other um he gets into, um, you would walk every morning. Maybe you'd walk to the, your favorite diner or you'd go to your, your butcher shop every week. And the guy, like everybody knew the owner and butcher and everything and just the entire like shop. And so everybody's reputation was, was way more important back then. And then what I actually remember when first getting together with my husband was the time where there was, like, social media wasn't quite out there yet. And everything was, like, automated. They were trying to cut, like, companies were trying to cut majorly when it came to, like, phone phone answering and um, human connection kind of stuff. So you'd have to go to their website or send an email and hope that somebody gets back and things like that. Um... And it just was a very weird time. I remember that time very well where I, it was just kind of almost depressing. It's like, what happened to companies? Like, what what happened to caring about people? And I do think that this could be put into a life and humanity perspective, um, not just for the money or not just for the business, but in life in general. Like, can we all just treat each other a little better knowing that good can come out of it and everybody wins and um, everybody feels a little better or, you know, a little more connected to one another. And yeah, and I really, it really made me appreciate the older generation values, even um, because we need the new technological advancements and all that. But I think there are some, there's something to be said about these values that um, really matters. The everybody knowing everybody thing. And I think we've still kind of lost that where people that are older kind of half miss it, but they don't understand that social media does this, that social media does connect all of us to each other to where we can all know everybody. Um, It might seem a little bit bigger. It might even be a little bit bigger on a bigger scale, but it could have happened that way. Um, It also, the book talks about, um, a little way later, kind of towards the end. Uh, the companies that would... They kind of wanted to know what you were watching on TV, and Nielsen being one of them. Um, we've actually participated in Nielsen's. It was really cool, because we actually got to participate um, three years ago now? Three, four? In their, um, like, surveys and stuff. And they actually... Um, Paid us, and it was really cool, but um, you'd wear this thing around your neck and it would be able to see what you were watching and then you could plug it into your head your smartphone with a little jack and and it would see what you were listening to and, and all that kind of stuff and it kind of alert like made things aware made made and it it's kind of based on geographics you can't really go and apply for it. I wish you could because I would have told everybody about it but um you could probably go, you know, Google Nielsen and see what else they have going on if you, you know, if that's something you wanted. But, um, it is kind of interesting because he talks about Nielsen being, um, the top company that does this and that did this, I think the latest company. Um, so, I mean, this book br- really brings up a lot, really brings up a lot. And like I said, but the older generational values of everybody knowing each other, everybody being, um, Just supporting each other simply because, you know, not to overly be, um, let's get brownie points, let's get money, but just because reputation should matter. Um, how you present yourself should matter. It doesn't mean that every, for, you know, from more of a human standpoint, it doesn't mean that every, um, everything is perfect and every relationship is perfect, but... You know, when it comes to things like this, you know, it is a relationship that people have with companies. And again, I just think that this book brings these values into light that kind of seem a little bit like they've lost their importance to a lot of us. And so, but um, yeah, it's a very, if you read it, um, it really shows you why these things shouldn't matter. Why they could matter to you and how they could benefit not only you, but others that you are serving as customers, you know, and it just goes into a lot. Um, So I really it was a really cool kind of read and I'm looking forward to um, what book he'll write in the fall. I'm going to wait around and see I think he's writing one in the fall and I will do a book review and it'll be pretty cool. So, um, yeah, um, it's a pretty good book, and yeah, that Biloco story really made me think of, you know, he literally did a search and found somebody right there sitting outside his store, that is just crazy, the guy from Baloco, and just, did a search, found somebody right outside his store, and hey, is your music, is my music too loud for you? Things like, you know, really, literally just found somebody. It's crazy. Um, But yeah, these values, if you have these kind of values and work ethic and just caringness overall about, again, reputation, who you are, and just everybody being a little bit nicer, a little bit kinder. um, It really does matter, and Can really mean something. In the long run. and It looks a little bit different nowadays. And I wonder what an updated version. Of this book would be like. But yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to more. um, In the fall. When. When it comes out. I'm also looking forward to. At the time of this recording. May 5th is coming tomorrow. And he will be really showing his project for NFT, his project launch for NFTs, non-fungible tokens, which is blockchains. Um, If you know anything about blockchain, it's uh, the kind of the future internet. It's decentralized. There's no middleman. And so he's doing his first project where people can uh, be a part of that. And so an NFT allows you to, it's non-fungible token, it allows you to make a purchase directly from somebody no middle man and and not only make a purchase from them but be um, a part of their community and build their community along with them so it's not something to be taken lightly and it's going to be a part of our future and he wants to really show everybody like how the right way to sell and the right way to do this um which I'm excited because it's a it's also an educational. I mean, I don't have money, but he also reminds us that it's an educational opportunity and and, and to to just learn. And um, I will put the link to his Thank You Economy book. You want to enjoy a good read down below. And I will, um, if you kind of want to learn more about nfts and blockchain and kind of what it looks like um i will also put a link to the blog post um what is nft and you can see um kind of what internet 3.0 the future in the next decade will look like 10 to 20 years or so so yeah i'm really excited i'm learning a lot Um, And I'm doing a lot more googling about things like this as well, so um, That's currently kind of what's going on and to be up-to-date about this stuff So I'm I'm, again. I really I didn't think I would learn this much so far, but I'm continuing to learn and To even be able to find apps and stuff that utilize blockchain and and kind of again learn it it really never hurts to learn and it's completely free to learn Um, so Thank you for tuning in. Um, This is something I've been planning and I've had this kind of planned. This is the last podcast in this format. I'm changing my sound. Um, From now on, I think it will mean a lot and it will be a totally different experience for you. And I think it'll be a lot better. And no, it's not backpack this time. I thought it might be, but it's going to even be better and it's definitely worth it. Um, So, I appreciate you staying tuned and um, for even more of an upgraded experience with me, um, still free. Um, I would never charge you to stay connected with me on the podcast. So, um, enjoy. And again, for a more upgraded experience, all you have to do is stay tuned. And uh, let's stay connected.